LBC 97.3. Call 0845 606973. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12, this is LBC 97.3. And this is my favourite, predictably favourite part of the week, by, by which I mean it doesn't take me si- by surprise that I enjoy this so much, and I do hope you do too. If you're new to it, think of it as the radio equivalent of the newspaper columns where readers write in with their mysteries. Uh, you know, why do we do this? What's that about? Where does that come from? What's the origin of this? Why do we do that? And, and I want Olympic-flavoured ones as well glancing at the uh, at the switchboard the, the, the olympic invitation has not been taken up as enthusiastically as i might have hoped by that i mean if you've seen something during the olympics heard something picked up on something that has baffled you that has befuddled you that has puzzled you then i want to know what that question is and i want to get you an answer um whenever you hear me say the phone number it means you will at that specific point in time be able to get a line into the studio so 0845 6060973 is the number to call it's a busy hour but whenever you hear me say the phone number it does genuinely mean that at that moment in time there are some gaps or a gap on the switchboard so give me a call now if you've got a question if you hear somebody else ask a question to which you do actually know the answer then i want you to call in with it that's how it works really and you win a wonderful brand spanking new shiny mystery hour round of applause 0845 6060973 anything goes the only rules we've got really repetition and dullness are disapproved of if you ask a question to which we have satisfactorily provided an answer in recent weeks then um you will uh, be very politely turned away and similarly if we think your question's really boring you will also be shown the door there's no unfortunately appeal process for that the telephonist's decision is final barry's in Erith. barry what's your question good afternoon mr o'brien hello barry uh my wife uh, has just told me you're a man that knows everything so i'm trying to prove you wrong here but (laughs) (laughs) bless her anyway can i put the question to it is the question go on i'm in my middle assemblies and i do most of the cooking i love cooking and this is always perplex me i buy frozen chicken once in a while it's prepared it's prepared meals by well-known suppliers right and the instructions state it's best cooked from frozen and i'll follow those instructions implicitly yes and yet when i buy frozen chicken on its own that's it's reared locally a local farm <laughs> yeah. it states on the back defrost thoroughly before cooking now what the hell is the difference you know? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's really, it's a brilliant it. question so you mean if you buy a chicken if curry I buy or... prepared from yeah. well-known suppliers and no, you can they... you can tell me who it is you don't 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 oh, worry well, about uh, all that well my favorite is um go on i got a marks and sparks yeah and also the guy with the beard uh mr bernard <laughs> Ma- bernard matthews um bernard, oh no. my god but the guy but captain bird's eye yeah yeah bird's eye food chicken bur- yeah, yes I, I so and when you say you mean like a sort of chicken burger or you a chicken chi- well, I, I, it's chicken in wine sauce or it's it's, it's uh, uh, chicken, in wine, ways, chicken in wine sauce hey oh, oh yeah, i'll spoil myself very <laughs> <laughs> well i'm worth it but you are um, worth it no, so it's, yes i like this question say, I, I i do watch and 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 go by instructions Yes. Uh, don't take chances, especially with chicken. So, but I cannot understand why one state, if it's pre- <laughs> pre- prepared, a prepared whole meal, yes. you must defrost it thoroughly. And yet, when I buy chicken breast for usually for, there's four in a packet from gro- grown and supplied locally, they're frozen, Defrosted. but it must be 
defrosted thoroughly. So Why? you cook the ready meal from frozen, the prepared meal from frozen, and you have to, de- and even though you it's got defrost- chicken in it, so you can yeah. cook that frozen chicken from frozen, but you can't cook that frozen yeah, chicken that's I not in wine sauce. That makes sense. I like that question. How long has this been befuddling you, Barry? <laughs> years. That's yes. So I didn't have the courage to, to ask anyone because when you get to a certain age, they think perhaps, you know, you're one foot in the grave and all that. Oh, and, don't, um, don't say that. You're not here. It, but, you'll, always, um, you'll always be welcome here, Barry. You're very, very nice. Yeah, very well, nice of you. It's not bad so for I, My wife, she's listening. She's taking a different view now. <laughs> 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 I'm just pretending not to know so I don't show you up, Barry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you an answer to What's your wife's name? A rough time, actually. What, what's your wife's name? Sheila. Sheila. Sorry, yeah. did, did, well, thank you, Sheila, and thank you, Barry. Okay. All right, then. Look after yourself. We'll get Barry an answer to his chicken conundrum. What came first, the frozen chicken or the unfrozen chicken? Carolyn's in Camberwell. Carolyn. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm uh, laughing at Barry's um, question. Anyway, my one quick, is... Well, don't laugh at his question. Just hear what yours is, shall we, clever clothes? Okay. Come on, then. No, 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 I'm not clever <laughs> at all. But mind is, how long would it take to fill an empty glass with dust? <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be one of those so days. laughing at mine now as well. Doesn't then. it depend <laughs> where the glass is? Okay, say empty room, empty store cupboard. But it was in a glass. I mean, I've never seen a glass full of dust. Neither have I, hence the question. Even in <laughs> even in Miss Havisham's dining room, in Great Expectations, there were no glasses full of dust. <laughs> it wouldn't be full of... It couldn't be full of dust because the, the wind would dislodge it. Okay, we can pretend there is no wind. Well, hang on a minute. You're constructing <laughs> laboratory conditions now. The reason dust settles is because it's charged, electronically, electrically charged, ever so slightly charged. So it actually, it's a form of magnetism that's underway. So dust on the surface settles very gently. It's why sometimes when you blow it, it stays there. Some of it oh. blows away because it's less charged. So right. you, couldn't, you couldn't have that charge in place if dust was landing on dust. And any breeze would then disperse it. So you can never have a glass full of dust in any normal environmental circumstances. Is that a definitive answer now? It sounds pretty damn definitive to me, <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> so it just won't happen then? It could, it, it, no, with any breeze anywhere, it couldn't happen because the dust wouldn't stick or stay. It would just keep blowing around. Okay, so if you blew some dust and some of it stayed, mm. what... How high do you think... No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll take okay. a round of applause now before this gets embarrassing for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and to think you were laughing at Barry's question. No, I was amused by Barry's question. <laughs> I, I know you were. I'm, only, okay. I'm teasing. Right. I was laughing at Barry's question as well. We were laughing with him. Uh, Michael is in Croydon. Michael, question or answer? Question. Go on. Why is it when second-hand cars are carried on a transporter, the last three characters of their number plate are all blacked out with black tape. What happened to the ban on motoring questions? There you go. No, I've got... I've got, got so, what, why are, what, what, is, is anyone producing this today? We've, we've had a ban on questions related to motoring for the best part of a decade. What do you mean you like this one? This is the very definition of why we don't do motoring questions. Why are the... Are they, is, it, is that always the case, Michael? Well... In the majority of cases, I've only noticed it in the last year, yeah. occasionally you will see some that are carried, which you're not sure whether they are damaged in some way, but the ones which appear to be good runners, if you, you understand see. what I mean, with no visible no. damage on the outside of them, right. will always have their last three characters blacked out. That's every single car on the transporter. I've never been able to catch up with one to ask the driver why. <laughs> You've rescued it. We'll try and get you an answer to that. It's uh, 11 minutes after 12. Thank you, Michael. Why is chicken 
why can you cook chicken from frozen if it's in a in a frozen meal, but you can't cook chicken from frozen if it's in a chicken? Uh, and why are the three characters on second-hand cars? You see, even in repeating the question, I'd no offence to Michael, but there's a reason why we don't do motoring questions. Why are the last three characters of a registration plate on a second-hand car blacked out on a transporter? Oh, crikey, reserve me a seat. I can't look away from my radio for a moment now. Jean's in South Norwood. Jean, what would you like to say, question or answer? Question, James. Yes. I've got a question. It's Olympic-based to a, to a degree. Get in. And, you know, the Olympics is all about the sport, the endurance, and the, you know, getting through the end, you know? Yeah, and well. I'm trying to work out hmm. why beach volleyball and handball are Olympic events. Why wouldn't they be? But why are they? But why, got... w- why wouldn't they be? Because <laughs> I just don't understand if they are um, sports of endurance. Well, it's not just endurance sports in the Olympics. But wasn't that what they all were for initially? Well, I mean, you've n- not initially that you'd only have the marathon. I mean, what would you, what do you consider to be an endurance sport then? Well, I'm thinking of the the runs that they do, the fifteen, you know, hundred hundred meters, meters isn't kind of an things. endurance sport, Gene, is it? It's over intense. Well, eight and a half seconds if you're Usain Bolt. No, that's, that's, that's fifteen hundred. That's not, not endurance. Not well, fifteen hundred is, is is is. I mean, Mo Farah runs five thousand. The motto of the Olympics is, is uh, oh, I'm trying to do it in Latin, but I'm not Boris Johnson. I'll have to do it in English. It, it's it's uh, pendiatris citrius altius, if memory serves. Faster, higher, stronger. There's nothing there about lasting longer. Okay. All right. So endurance is not the key. And it beach volleyball. Why, why beach volleyball and not football? Football's in it. Tennis is in it. Archery's in it. Lots I of things are in it. Fencing's in it. Trampolining's in it. I mean, why have you picked on beach volleyball and handball? <laughs> Because I was watching the handball, and I just could not believe what I was watching. It's a I great game. Ha- I like the look of... Don't you not like the look of handball? No. But it's like badminton without a racket. <laughs> Why would badminton be acceptable? Right. But if you didn't have a racket, it suddenly becomes a non-sport in your mind. It doesn't make sense. I what? just don't understand. I don't, don't understand it. But, but I, I am enjoying what I've seen so far good. of the ones that I, I do like. But air yeah. rifle shooting. How is that an endurance sport? Well, again... I pick on those two, but there are several that don't seem to. Yes, but there, be there must come a point where we list so many that aren't endurance sports. You realise your original question was ridiculous. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, would it be arrogant of me to take a round of applause at this point? I haven't answered your question. All I've done is is rudely and arrogantly dismiss it as ridiculous. Yes, you have. You have dismissed it, and I'll allow you to give a round of applause. Thank Go you. ahead. Thank you very much, Jim. <laughs> John's in Enfield. Um, question or answer, John? Question, please, James. Good man. Um, my mum's always told me never to mix fish and yogurt together. <laughs> and I've just come back from holiday, but while on holiday, I ate some fish and I drank a, a yogurt drink. You did not. I did. Are you mad? <laughs> and I got Have you got Ill some sort of days. death wish? Yes, I'm not surprised you got ill. You, why would you ever disobey your mother? Well, I forgot. What do you think she's it, there for? Decoration? Because it wasn't yogurt as such it was in a drink oh yeah what was the drink called it's iran it's a it's a turkish drink a yogurt drink yeah yeah there's a clue in the name <laughs> the yogurt bit yeah, I, 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 it, i've never, never heard said yogurt. i've never heard this before that you shouldn't mix. Well, how would you no. have a fish ticker in a in a in a in an indian restaurant a pro if you didn't have yogurt involved well i had a, a bit of tuna and and this yogurt drink and <laughs> The next day, for about three days, I was ill. 
So, and you think your mum might have been right after all? Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah. We'll find and, out. And when although... I came back, I asked her, and she said, did you have fish and yogurt? And I said, yes. And she goes, that was the reason. <laughs> so so I, I don't know if it affects anyone else or if it just affected just your me. your family. So you, um, you said to your mum, oh, she said, how was your holiday, John? You said, oh, it was, it was great, mum, although I did get a bit ill for a few days. And her immediate response was, ah, did you eat when fish and yogurt? She, she asked what it did. Did I eat anything, and did it affect me? And I told her what I ate that night. <laughs> and she said it, 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 it probably was that. <laughs> i tell you what, the more I laugh at this, the more... No, I like... was seriously ill. I had to go on a trip. Yeah, don't make me feel bad. You never told me <laughs> that on, to start with. You, you never told me that to start with. I started laughing at your... At your danger but you're dicing with death now you've cast me in a horribly villainous role um, i don't think it can be true because i forgive forgive me for for, for citing your age-old enemies but in greece you have tzatziki It'd be on the table with the fish won't it um yeah but i don't know if, if that's gonna affect it tzatziki's full of yogurt it's made of yogurt cucumber bit of mint bit of lemon bit of garlic bit of olive oil yeah i know that with a, with a cucumber bit of cucumber grated but, and drained. But, no, I heard there's a reaction between the fish and the yogurt. We'll find out. Yo- yogurt, what, what is it? Yogurt and fish. Is it a dangerous dish? Sounds like something out of Dr. Seuss. John, mind how you go. Give my love to your mum. It's 12.16. LBC 97.3. London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. Nineteen minutes after twelve. This is LBC ninety-seven point three. I think, in case you part of that bewildering constituency of people who think I spoil Mystery Hour by trying to answer all the questions myself, I think I could have answered all of them today. Actually, I've I, I, I've, I've held my tongue. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call if you can answer any of the ones we've got on the board already about chicken, or second-hand cars, or fish and yogurt, um, or. Of course, if you've got a question of your own that you want to get on the board. I must tell you, we've just won a silver, another silver in the lightweight men's four in the rowing down at Eton Dorney. Pipped at the post, apparently, by South Africa, but another silver medal for Team GB. It's funny, isn't it, that that doesn't impact on our standing in the table. The table, you could win ten gold medals and nothing else and be ahead of a country that won nine gold medals and a million silver and bronzes. You, you see what I mean? It's only the golds that count on your table positioning. And I don't know whether it's because we've had this culture of... Um, rewarding effort rather than victory in our country now for so long. But there's a little bit of me that thinks that's not fair. Oh, that's not fair. They should recognise, you should, like, get three points for a gold, two points for a silver and one point for a bronze, and you should get the most points puts you at the top of the medal table. But that's really silly, because we're supposed to be committed to the idea of getting rid of this ludicrous reward for joining in in British schools and replacing it with proper elitism. And it's funny, isn't it, how you mind picks up on these things. Uh, let's get back to mystery. Our Phil's in Croydon. Phil, question or answer? I hope I've got an answer for you, James. Come on, then. About your digits on the number plates, why they're covered up. All right, before you answer this question, on a scale of one to ten, how dull would you say it was? Oh, it's a minus four. It's a what? precisely the point i asked the crucial question the line goes and we'll try and get him down we'll go to alan in park Royal. no we won't go to, will we go to alan in park royal yes we will go to alan in park royal is alan in park royal yes question or answer answer go on then is the uh number plate covering up yeah uh they're all salvage cars um 
basically to stop vehicle crime um, so you can't clone the cars. How do you know this? Uh, recovery driver. Oh. And we deal with them all the time. Stay there. Phil, what do you do for a living? I'm back, yes, recovery truck driver. Crikey, you like buses, you boys. Seriously. Went too long at once. What was your answer? Well, my answer is that um, it's to do with the ANPRs, Automatic Number Plate Recognition System. But you can't, um, get a, you can't get a ticket if you're parked on the back of a transporter, can you? Yeah, but the camera doesn't know that. You know that, I know that. They can see it on the back of a truck. We can see that, but so can the camera. Mm. But away, if you go past one of the police vehicles, necessarily it will come pinging up. Yeah. Also, it can be sent through the post. Yeah, but you. But if you were speeding, yes. If you are speeding the car, it picks up the plate. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. If it's on the back of a truck, it doesn't matter. It will still pick up that number plate. But then you'd be speeding in the truck. Yes, and you can get done for it okay. because they can trace you back through that car. I prefer. I, I, I prefer Alan's answer. What about well, cloning? What cloning number plates. That's why they do it, so that you can't steal a similar car and, and copy the registration to have a cloned car. Nothing to do with it. Oh, Alan, that's fighting talk. No, it, I think it is to do with cloning, but he's also right about the AMPR cameras. It's oh. not so much speeding. Um, all these cars, they're written off. Obviously, there's no insurance on them. Uh, basically, it goes through the camera, and it will ping up with no insurance, no tax, and it just stops them getting pulled over. Phil, I think you just, I think you just pulled it out of the bag, Phil. Well, absolutely, this is it. It's nothing to do with cloning, because any car can be cloned by the side of the road. There's your number plate. Yeah. But what you've got is you've got vehicles being transported. No, hang on. I've got, I'm going to give you a round of applause. I don't think we need to... We don't need to go any further. Are you, prepared, are, you, are you prepared to share it, Phil, or do you feel you should get it all to yourself? No, I'm going for gold. I'm going for gold. R- r- do you hear that, Alan? He's bad at sharing. Uh, let him have it. <laughs> he wants it so bad. Camera... Yeah. <laughs> 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 so get your hands off it, Alan. That's all Phil's, all right? It's 23 minutes after 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC 97.3. Did I say it was Friday? At some point, yeah, I got the day. I've now got the day wrong. Two days running on this. I must apologise to you. You you turn on LBC ninety seven point three, looking for a little bit of guidance in this confusing world that we share, and this Herbert currently presenting can't even get the day of the week right. Unbelievable! Would you accept my sincere and are you sure I said it was Friday? Apparently so. Uh, well, it's not. <laughs> it's Thursday. All day. Ashley's in Streatham. Ashley, question or answer? Answer. Go on, then. Your chicken man. Yes. He didn't actually say, but I suspect that his pre-prepared chicken pack, which I think you suspected too, is already cooked. Yes. And the one that he's bought, that he's frozen himself, is actually not cooked, and therefore he needs to defrost it thoroughly to make sure that he can cook out all the bacteria. Or, or, or he'd bought it fro- he bought a frozen chicken, like a, yeah. you know, a roast to roast, and then a chicken in white wine sauce, ready meal. You're right, the chicken will already have been cooked, so the bacteria will have been nuked, and you can't say that of raw meat, even though it's being frozen. Exactly. Qualifications, Ashley? I've had salmonella. That'll do. Is that, is that the first time since you contracted salmonella that you've received a round of applause in response to the news? Funnily enough, yes. <laughs> you never know what's around the corner. Thank you, Ashley. Lovely answer. Derek's in Kent. Question or answer, Derek? Uh, question, James. Good man. Go on. James, uh, David Cameron tells us that the Olympic Games is all about promoting Great Britain, which is great. Yes. And um, so why are we using a fleet of BMWs to ferry around the VIPs around London? I mean, I go up and down the A13 
and ground Stratford every day, and there are hundreds of hundreds of them. In fact, I believe there's about four thousand in lease. But why are we not using something that was typically English, like a Jaguar or maybe a, a Reliant Robin, something like that? <laughs> I think you've answered your own question. Well, there isn't anything. I mean, a, ja- a Jaguar, I don't think, is British-owned. And yes, but a Jaguar was essentially British. It's owned by Tata. Yeah, are they Indian, they, I think? A big, a big yeah, massive Indian in- company. Yeah, they are Indian, but a BMW was never owned, uh, was never English originally. What I'm saying to you, we should be using a predominantly English... Um, but BMW have got uh, a lot of factories here. They may have a lot of factories. So British workers built those cars, perhaps? They're not English. No, but nor's a Jaguar. A Jaguar was originally English. Yeah, but that's, I mean... You a BMW s- was... You might as well have them on penny farthings, Derek. They, 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 it's, it's not English. There was not a fleet of cars suitable for the job that was built by a British company. So they've gone for BMW. No, but originally, a Jaguar would have been an English car, oh, and that would have been a flagship for the Olympics. But it's day. not an I'm English sorry. car anymore! I know, but it was. Yes, but it isn't now, so how can it be better than a German car? It's an Indian car. Because it, it reflects Great Britain. The deal would have been done with the IOC, not with GB. Yeah. Mm. The yeah, International yeah. Olympic Committee. We're all internationalists now, Derek. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not happy with your answer, and that... I think it should be put out to, to someone else. What do you mean you're not happy with the answer? There is no, there's no question there. Why are they driving BMWs? Answer, because they are. Why aren't they driving British cars? Answer, because there aren't any. No, there aren't any, but there was originally. Yes, so well, all right, then. If, if, you can, if you can accompany me back to 1972, I'll let your answer stand. But as long as we remain confined to the 21st century, you're going to have to jog on, Derek. Well, I'm sorry. Not happy, James. Not I can't believe your goal. How can you not be happy about the fact that a BMW is built in Britain? I am happy that a BMW is built in Britain. But what I'm saying is, we, you know, if you go back to the Olympic ceremony from the very beginning, yeah. we went back to the early days, didn't we, where people were climbing up chimneys yes. and you know, Florence Nightingale and all, all that. that. Yep. So why are we not reflecting that in the vehicles as well? By going for something that was predominantly English. In the first you're place, not, like not going to let this go. Road. You're not going to let no, this I'm go, not. are you? But you no, can't. Sorry. We can't. You, well, you just, I'm just going to have to give you a red card. You can't say to me something that used to be English would be a better patriotic badge than something that never was. Well, ask someone else and see what they think. But it's not. A, I, it's not a fact. I, 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 I have asked this question to many people, and many people agree with me. We should be using something that reflects. Great Britain and not another country. Uh, and what better way to reflect Great Britain than in an Indian car? Martin's in Hammersmith. <laughs> Save me, I Martin. Think, I just, I think we need a little cool down, Martin. That was hilarious. You take over, mate. I'm going to have a little sip of my green tea, all right, with Jasmine. Go on. <laughs> I watch a lot of uh, UFC, a lot of fighting uh, and boxing and stuff like that. And when uh, the fighter comes down to the ring... He does his dance or whatever he does. He gets his top off. He gets his Vaseline put on his face. And then he gets a full body search. They search the skin behind the ears, back of the legs, everything. What are they looking for? Cuts. A cut? Yeah. Nah, it can't be a cut. Why not? Because he would just just say already before the fight, I've got a cut. Unless he was uh, David Hay, he'd announce it after the fight, so he'd have his excuse. But they'd normally say that 
beforehand so that no you're right couldn't... i'm not i'm not going to have that i'm not going to get away with cuts so do, what they do a proper sort of hand to body i've yeah. never really picked up on that why do they search the it boxer's flesh in... because i used i thought are they looking for a weapon but he's not going to be carrying a sword behind his ears no but a little razor blade maybe it's not wrestling, it's not WWE, it's boxing. What's he going to use? He's got boxing but gloves the, on. Yeah, but in the olden days, oh, you're right, he's not going to be able to wield a razor blade very effectively with boxing gloves on. Someone will know the answer to that. If you do, if it's yeah. you, call me now. Martin, take care. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC 97.3. The time now is 12.30. The promise that I issue to you is that by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. 33 minutes after 12. Uh, forgive me, just just indulge me for a moment. Do, do you remember that slice, that rather fat slice of humble pie I ate a few moments ago when I apologised to you for getting the day wrong? And I was a little bit confused about when I'd got the day wrong, but I'd had so many tweets into the studio that I accepted, I felt very modestly, uh, that I must have made a mistake because the weight of evidence that I had made a mistake was so compelling. Well, I would now like to regurgitate that slice of humble pie and reassemble it on the plate because I did not make a mistake about what day it was. Joe, who is sending out tweets on behalf of the programme, made a mistake about what day it was and tweeted that it was Friday. So I didn't get the day wrong. Can I take that apology back and save it for when I do actually make a heinous error such as that, like yesterday, when I did get the day wrong? Alan is in Cobham. Alan, question or answer? Um, question, James, and, and to continue on the theme of largely dull questions today. Um, the word, the word part... Well, it is. Go on, then. But the word, the word part has four letters, P-A-R-T. Correct, right? yeah. Why do we drop the letter T from that word when we're describing something as being part-baked or part-boiled? Uh, I, I, I think that is the most boring question I've ever heard in my life, not just on but Mystery you can't, But you can't answer it. Well, there's a lot of questions I can't answer. It doesn't mean they're well, interesting. Well, you try to answer them. Well, but not, not when they're this dull. Hmm. Why do you want to know? Why do you want to know? Is that word so long that we have to drop one letter of it? Well, try saying it with the T in place. Part boiled. Do you see? See how clumsy that T felt? Uh, Do it again? Not good enough. Do it it again. Part baked. See, you dropped the T there without realising it. No, I didn't. You did. No, you wanted to hear that. No, you did. Part. I'm not going to argue with you. Part. Or part. Why do we say par boiled? Because two consonants baked. next to each other make for a very clumsy plosive. So what? Any time you want to use a string of words with the two con- consonants together, you'll drop one. Only if I'm in a very busy kitchen. Mm. <clears throat> give me some par boiled potato. You can't say give me some part boiled potato. It makes your mouth go all funny. Do you see? Listen. It makes you do that. You're not winning this. It's not a battle, Alan. It's it's a shared quest for illumination. We're running together, (laughs) hand in hand, away from the dullness of the original inquiry into an undiscovered country of frivolity and fun. Say part-boiled three times really quickly with the T. Say it really quickly, quickly, quickly as you can. Part-boiled, part-boiled, part-boiled. I didn't hear any T's at all, though. I didn't hear any T's at all. You chose not to. And it, also, it was too slow. Go quicker. Quick as you can. Quick as you can. Pat boil, pat boil, pat boil. No, no T's at all there. Not one. And you but know it's true. The written, this is also in the written word. Why do you write it down as parboiled? Because that's uh, what you just said. No, no, no. But, uh, you're only allowed one it, question. It, you, 
even if you go on your argument of, of <laughs> how you've had down, your question now it. and it's, it's been answered yeah. <laughs> i'll leave it on the board I'll leave it on the board, but anyone who rings in to answer it will also have to p- pass judgment on whether it is the most boring question they've ever heard in their life, not just on Mystery Hour. Thank you very much, you're, you're very welcome. You get a ra- Give them a round of applause. <laughs> in early recognition of the unprecedented dullness of that inquiry. And so that means that the man responsible for tweeting the wrong day of the week also took the decision to put that through to the studio. Not having a great day, Joe. Adam is in Muswell Hill. Adam, question or answer? It's a question, Jane. Yes. Okay, it's an Olympic question about the swimming. Go on, then. In your swimming, we have uh, the breaststroke, we the do. butterfly, Indeed. the backstroke, yes. and the freestyle. Yes. But there's no such stroke as a freestyle, it's the front crawl. Will you say that? Pardon? Will you say that? Why? No, you do say that. Yes, I do say that. I know you do. Okay, so um, freestyle implies that um, contestants can use any stroke they like, but yeah. have you ever seen anybody win the freestyle other than with the front crawl yes you have i have okay how can, can you go definitive on that yeah, well uh, yes school sports day 1980 okay well we're talking about the olympic games oh you didn't say that you, just, you said have you ever seen anybody in a freestyle <laughs> okay. Not well, so... I'm, talk- I'm talking yes. about the olympics richard pardo did doggy paddle in <laughs> the school sports day 1980 in Kidderminster. And did he win? No. I no. think the answer to your question is that you can do any stroke you want, but you're never going to win, so you don't bother. So why not just call it the front crawl? Because it's a freestyle. Yeah, but what's the point of having a freestyle if in practice nobody is ever going to take up Because when it began, whatsoever? back in the day, when the discipline was first introduced, mm-hmm. possibly people did chance their arm with a bit of breaststroke. Well, I'd be interested in hearing if anybody has got some historical context for that. Well, I'm not sure you're allowed to ask for historical context. The question was, why is it called freestyle when it's always front crawl? The answer is, you can use a different style if you want, but you'd be daft because front crawl will always be quicker. Okay, but that's the obvious, straightforward, common sense answer. That's what I'm here for. Okay, and I could have come up with that myself. All right. But I'd like, you know, the question is (laughs) is the historical context. You don't get supplementaries, Adam. No, no, it's not a supplement. You'll have to ring in next week. (laughs) If someone discovered a new stroke right now that was faster Mm -hmm. than front crawl, they'd be able to use it. Well, then that may change the whole name. They may introduce that as a a new stroke. But but that's why it's called freestyle. So if if we came up with a new swimming stroke, we could use it in the freestyle, whereas we couldn't use it in the backstroke or the breaststroke or the butterfly. So that's why it's called freestyle, to leave the opportunity open for future evolution of new swimming styles. Okay. um, Are you going to leave it on the board? No. Okay. I just nailed it. That's why it's called freestyle, so we can continue to search for new ways of swimming. Right. Is anybody doing that? Yes. Good. Richard Pardo. <laughs> uh, give me a round of applause. I'm having that. If we have got any historical help for Adam, though, it would be nice to give it to him. So has anyone ever swum something other than front crawl in the freestyle at the Olympics? Let's turn his question into that. But I'm not giving him a round of applause back. Keith in Bro- Where are we going next? Keith, Keith in Bromley. Question or answer, Keith? Answer. Go on, then. Um, the boxing... Uh, question? Yes. Why, why do they pat down the body of the boxer, the flesh of the boxer, right. before a bout? It's a little bit of an over-exaggeration to say they pat down. They check the gloves. They give the front of the shorts a tap to make sure that he has a um, foul-proof protector in place yes. um, to try and be delicate about it. Very nicely um, done. And then they check that there isn't excessive gr- um, Vaseline being used. 
you always put Vaseline on first off to, to stop, um, to try and cut down on, on cuts so yes. that the gloves don't abrase the skin. Uh... Um, and sometimes um, too much grease is used, so the referee will t- say to the corner, um, wipe some of that off. Also, they pour water over, or they put some water over him first to keep him cool. And sometimes there's too much water on, and, and they will wipe that off, get that wiped off as well. Because it would it would minimise the friction with the glove, and it would mean that you weren't landing your punches properly if you managed. Well, you to... don't want you don't want water all over the ring because people have slipped. This is also true. What are your qualifications, Keith? Um, I've been involved with primarily amateur boxing. I helped to run one of the uh, top amateur boxing clubs in the country. Fantastic. How how, how up to speed are you on our Olympic prospects? Um, what I've seen so far. They've been good. Um, the, the best boxer I've seen is a Mongolian, like welterweight. He, he's textbook. Is he's he really? Absolutely, he's absolutely perfect. What weight is you he? Know, like welterweight. I'll look out for him. Um, which is um, under 10 stone. Have we got any, um, have we got any prospects? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one, 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 the he, our super heavyweight won yesterday but, and beat the Cuban, which is quite a feat in itself. The Cubans but, have a cracking record in the boxing Olympics, don't they? Oh, yeah, the, Cuban, the Cubans are sort of fantastic at it. But um, he was, to say the least, um, should we say, the Cuban was unlucky not to get the verdict. <laughs> but then but then he's gone the other way so many times, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Indeed it is. Do you know, you, you love boxing. Your voice changes when you talk about it. Does it really? Yeah, when you were talking about the, 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 you know, checking for excess grease or water, you, you were interested and interesting, but when you actually started talking about the fights themselves and the prospects and what you've seen in the ring, your voice moved gear, it changed gear. Yeah, well, I've got to tell you that um, our club, uh, 20 years ago, a gangly kid walked in and said, I want a box, and nine years later, David Hay walked out and said, I'm turning pro. So That'll do. He, we, we had him. What's the name of the club? It's the Fitzroy Lodge Amateur Boxing Club in Lambeth. Fantastic stuff, Keith, and good luck. Thank you. Take care. Oh, and don't go, go, go away with this. Don't want to make an enemy of you. <laughs> Not now, I know about that. Ken's in Putney. Ken, question or answer? It's a brief answer to something you've already answered, I'm afraid, James. Go on, then. About ladies' question about dust a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, now, I have to do a lot of work in um, power stations. What? And, uh, yeah, power stations. Power, right. A lot of power stations nowadays burn rubbish, which, as it's been pulped up yeah. and shredded, produces an awful lot of dust. Yeah. Um, now, the equipment I have to um, clean out periodically, I'd probably say, generates a depth of dust at high levels inside this depot of about one to two inches every six months. That's a lot of dust. That's a lot of dust. But it doesn't, it doesn't really disprove my question, because you're using such freakish circumstances. Well, is it really freakish, though? Because well, yeah. also things like a wood yard would create dust. Yeah, well, that's freakish, too. I mean, she didn't say, how long would it take to fill a glass with dust in a dust yard? She just meant in, in a cupboard or in a kitchen or in life. If you now put a glass on this table, how long would it take to fill with dust? Answer, it never would. It would always get blown away. You've got, uh, you've got circumstances, laboratory circumstances, designed to create excess dust. The question was about normal dust levels. Mm, I suppose I'll have to give you that. Yeah. But it's obviously, obviously, there are circumstances when excessive dust can build up. Yes, but they're, they're freakish circumstances. And also, is it, this is indoors, where there's no wind or breeze. No, they even, they even spray it inside it to keep the dust levels down. You see? Like, 
everything as well. Yes. Why do they spray it inside to keep the dust level down? Because the dust levels are freakish. Because the slightest bit of debris that blows it around would blow it all around the towns they're in. You see? So it's trying to keep the dust from blowing about, which yeah. is why they spray it. Ex- exactly. So if it was left unsprayed, it wouldn't be building up to six inches or two inches or whatever it was you said originally, would it? In the areas up the top, it builds up a little bit less. That's probably about half but inch. But it's not, they spray it. It's not normal. So they're battling the factor I said would create circumstances in which the dust could never settle to that level. They've changed the parameters of the, of the experiment. Yeah, I suppose I could give you that. I can't argue that. Well, cheers. Honestly, what is it? What is it today? Everyone's having a pop at me. It's 12.45. <laughs> J. Louise Knight is in the LBC 90. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. It's 12.49. You're listening to LBC 97.3. And um, there's still a few questions needing answers. There seems to be a fairly broad consensus that Derek's question was the dullest we had ever heard. No, it wasn't Derek's. It was... The fella asking about parboiling. Derek was the guy having an argument with me about um, BMWs. They own Mini. Would he be happy with Minis, I wonder? Because they used to be British. Kevin's in Maidenhead. Question or answer, Kevin? Good afternoon, James. It's an Olympic tennis question. Hooray! Right. When the um, ladies play tennis at Wimbledon, hmm. they always prefix their name with Miss. Miss Jones, Miss Smith, etc. They do, all meet, but yes. now they're at Wimbledon in the Olympics. It's just Smith Jones. Is it? Why do they do that? Because the Lawn <laughs> Tennis Association lays down the rules for Wimbledon, and the International Olympic Committee lays down the rules for the in- Olympics. Okay, there. So why is hey. it when the men play at Wimbledon, they hmm. don't call them Mister Smith, Mister Jones? They just call them Smith or Jones, the same as they do in the Olympics. Because you do not have any distinctions in the masculine nomenclature. You can't be anything but a Mister if you are a fella. If you are not a fella but a lady, you could be a Miss, a Missus, or even a Miss or Doctor. Fair enough. I will accept. Blokes that. can be doctors, but they're not. They're tennis players. Okay, I will accept that. Thank you very much. I will accept this. Jones said in my ear then, he said doctor, so I just said it out loud, and then I realised I was actually holding my own boat. No, they don't say doctor, Dr. Borg, Dr. McEnroe. Amit's in Brixton. Question or answer, Amit? Hi, James. Uh, question, please. Go on. Um, I was watching the sailing on the Olympics a couple of days back. The sailing? Uh, the sailing, yeah. yeah. And they showed, like, this computer graphics image of uh, when the boats go around, the boys, one would go left because of the wind that he's picked up, and the other one would shoot right. And then it would show, like, a GPS thing showing that they're so many metres away from the finish or from each other. Yeah. The satellite up in the sky, how many signals can that connect at one time? How many positions can a GPS satellite register? Register, yeah. It would be millions, won't it? I don't know. You you seem to know everything today. Take a crack. (laughs) (laughs) Millions. Take a crack. Well, no. Millions. Must be a a figure somewhere. Well, every I mean, there aren't that many satellites up there doing GPS, and I mean, I've got it on my phone, so it must yeah. be it must be millions. And I think the, actually, the no, it's gazillions. Gazillions. I think it's gazillions. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, no, what do you expect someone to say? Do you expect someone to ring in and say it's eight million four hundred seventy-six thousand and three? Yeah, that would be definitive, wouldn't it? That's not going to happen, Amit. 
It will. H- how many separate positions can a GPS satellite track? Yeah. All right. Every time I get patronising with a questioner, it ends up coming back to bite me on the backside. So I'd like to apologise for being patronising there, Amit. (laughs) Great show so far. Thank you, mate. So far, it's 12.52. If we haven't cracked it by now, we never will. Rhoda's in Harrow. Rhoda, question or answer? Uh, Answer, James. It's about the uh, BMW. I know you sort of gave an answer Mm. regarding the fact that not not cars are manufactured in this country. Uh, For the Olympics... um, BMW is one of our one of the Olympic Games partners. Yes. So regarding and all the other companies like Coca Cola that isn't English either and um, Adidas and yep. EDF. Yep. So that's the reason um, BMW. I think it was probably chosen because it's environmentally friendly cars as well. Yes. But it's mainly because they support the Olympics and obviously they've, contribute. They've paid huge amounts of money to be there. Absolutely, and they've paid towards. Uh, some of them have paid towards the volunteering, paid towards the interviews, paid towards even the wages, probably. So to answer to... Derek's question, why isn't it Jaguars, the answer is because they didn't want it enough. Possibly that too, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not under contract. Because the Olympics, of course, is international, uh, obviously Cameron is, because the Olympics are in this country, Cameron is encouraging us to buy British and, and think British. Yeah. But I the Olympics is international, and that's the reason. Thank you very much. That's a beautiful answer. What are your qualifications? I'm a games maker, and I'm working, I've been working uh, with the, um, uh, in the village and in the uh, Wembley Arena for the badminton. Ooh. So, um... Were you there for that, for the scandal? No, I had the day off. In fact, I'd, when I turned up yesterday, I said, that's what happens when I have a day off. <laughs> All four of the top seeds get slung out of yes, the game? Yes, I know. We had to reschedule things yesterday. I bet you But did. It, it was, uh, it's very interesting. The village was buzzing. The village is amazing, the athletics village. I'm going on Sunday. Uh, well, no, the village, not the park. Oh, no, I'm not going to the village. Not no, there. exactly. Not unless I pull. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it's fantastic. It's great, great camaraderie and great friendliness. It's really amazing place. And this is lovely, listening to proper enthusiasm and joy. I, I have, I love every minute of it. And uh, I've done three weeks, I, you know, and it's, and I met Princess Anne. She came on fri- on Monday to Wembley to watch them badminton. And I was chosen, one of the, chosen as one of the ones to talk to her. So I was really thrilled. Did you curtsy? Not at all. Good and, for the, you. and the nice thing was, James, what? there was no Im- instruction beforehand of what to say to her what, or not to talk before she, she'd spoken to you. Right there was no instructions whatsoever. She You've had a cracking Olympics. We're not even halfway through it yet. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it all. Long mate, long, did, did, um, did Princess Anne get a word in edgeways with you, Rhoda? Because I'll be honest I with mean- you, I'm struggling. <laughs> It's funny you should say that. There were, there were other people, and yes, she did, but she moved along quite quickly. <laughs> as I must now be reluctantly as well. Rhoda, take care. Round of applause for you. Paul's in Crawley. Paul, question or answer? An answer, I would hope, James. Go on, then. Talking about the dullest possible question you could have come up with, I thought it deserved a fairly dull answer. <laughs> uh, with regards to our boiling potatoes... Yeah. I thought the difference would be not knocking the tea off of part, but parboiling is a, an abbreviation of the word partial. Yes. Um, and I think it's to do with interpretation of what either of those words means. Yes, because you don't want a part-boiled potato. That would mean it's raw in places, like a curate's egg, and, and nice in others. But partially boiled means it's been partially boiled. 
Well, yes, I saw partial meaning a, a material section of something Precisely. and partial meaning a measurement. Yeah. Do you know what? You have provided a really interesting answer to a question that I think remains unchallenged as the dullest we've ever had. Well, it must be fairly dull because when I mentioned it to some colleagues of mine, it prompted an immediate argument, which we haven't resolved yet. Well, you, what, what do you mean? You mean this is not definitive? You're just speculating well, on the radio? I'm, I'm going definitive. They haven't. Well, they're wrong. Thank you very much. I'm going definitive too. <laughs> and that's for you. Hugh's in Brecon. Hugh, question or answer? Yes, an answer. Go on then. Um, the question of uh, the freestyle. Yes. Swimming. Yes. Um, the clue, I think, is in the name. Freestyle. The other three strokes have a stroke standard. Yes. Um, for example, if you don't bring your legs together smartly in the breaststroke, it's called a screw kick, and you're oh, you're kicked off. Is that right? Um, of course. Yep. Or if you but, do a uh, if you do a kick in the breaststroke, if you, yep. yeah, oh, yep. yes. And butterfly yep, yep. is so, very specific. Yep. And then freestyle is literally what it says: the fastest you can get through the water. You know, your mate in doggy paddle if he's faster than. Yeah, that, he wasn't. He was no mate true. of mine, actually. But, <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, yeah. No, it's all right. Carry on. <laughs> You could do anything you want. If you found a way of, you know, if you were genetically freakish and, and, mm. and you had size 28 feet, you could lie yep. on your back and just yep. flap away. And just you'd, be allowed in the, you'd be allowed in the freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Has yeah. anyone ever? Well, hang on, what are your qualifications? Well, years ago, before my broad chest and narrow waist changed places, I, I was a competitive swimmer. Were you? Yeah. Did you ever witness anyone doing anything other than front crawl in the freestyle? No. No. Because no. it is just the fastest stroke. That's right. What was uh, what level did you compete at, Hugh? How, did you ever sort of get to the, get any games or anything like that? No, nothing really county level. That was it. Doesn't matter, mate, because it's won you this. <laughs> Worth more than medal. Absolutely. You take care. <laughs> Lovely answer, that. And that's surely, surely that's going to figure. Someone complaining hasn't learned anything, despite my guarantee. Surely that counts as new information. Lloyd is in Horsham. Lloyd, question, <laughs> question or answer? Uh, it's an answer about the GPS system. Come on, mate. Um, so I think if I understand the question right, he was asking well, how many positions can the satellite give off Correct. at any one time. Detect. But it doesn't quite work like that. Oh. So how it works is that wherever you are on planet Earth, you can always see at least three of these satellites wherever you are, and they're all broadcasting the same signal continuously. So wherever you are, like if you're in your studio, your device, your phone, yeah. will say, oh, I can see that satellite there, that satellite there, and that satellite there. It measures the signal strength from each one. Triangulation. Triangulation. Exactly. So how many GPS satellites are there in total? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think there's, there's quite a few. I mean, if you can see three at any one time, wherever you are on planet Earth. There must, so be, lo- there must be quite a lot. So the question is void. Yeah. I but you still so. aren't this for voiding it. And I must now void the studio. We'll be back again tomorrow at 10. This is LBC 97.3. This is Julia Hartley-Brewer.